Hello and welcome to another edition of To Affinity and Beyond. I'm Pete Denby. I'm joined today by my co-founders at Hyper, Adam Barrowcliffe, Damon Bryan and Tom Hill. And we talk about how to make effective decisions with data science. Um, Collectively, we have many years experience in doing this and we uh, use the episode to talk about what it takes for organizations to use data science to make decisions, what tends to hold them back, and what can be done to get over some of those hurdles. So without further ado, let's get into the content. So welcome to the podcast, guys. It's been another eventful week. Um, we've seen Dominic Cummins has launched a scathing attack on the government for their handling of the COVID-19 pandemic. Manchester United have unfortunately lost the Europa League final in an epic penalty shootout. And slightly more relevant to this podcast, Debenhams have closed their remaining stores, bringing to an end their 240-year presence on the high street, although um, their downfall was a very slow and protracted one. I think we've seen it coming for a long time. So about how about you guys? What's been your highlight of this week? How about you, Tom? Uh, my highlight of the week, uh, I had my first pint inside a pub. I think that'll be many people's highlight of the week. Um, so I played football last night and had, had a pint afterwards. It was just nice to be back in that environment doing what I love, and that's drinking beer. Um, I think related to that, uh, for, from obviously a retail podcast perspective, um, I went out in the in the outdoor drinking arena of the last few weeks. Uh, I've only been out once, but um, I am loving the new system for ordering beer. Sit down at a table, scan something on the table, and someone brings beer to me. And it's just interesting because I think the end of queuing is going to change. Queuing in retail, um, and especially in a pub, why do you ever want to go back to fighting your way to a bar, elbowing people out of the way? Like not the other thing that really traumatizes me is um, is it my turn and and the unfairness of somebody's just muscled in and got served straight away when I've been there fifteen minutes, um, and and probably all the glassing incidents that occurs in bars up and down the land when when that happens quite a lot. But um, I, I think this new system's brilliant and I think it's here to stay. And I think that queue management in retail is going to change as well because um it, it works and people don't want to have to go through that process of um queuing in the, in the system i think mobile applications and using them to turn up at a retailer when it's when it's your slot um and, and whatever that is whether it's a post office or a or a store to collect your goods i think it's going to change so that's my highlight and a link to retail as well the only problem though tom is Having to book everywhere is an absolute nightmare, isn't it? Like I'm, I'm with you. Like paying, scanning a QR code and having a beer brought to you within a couple of minutes is great, but the whole idea of spontaneity when you're going for a drink at a pub is gone, and it's absolutely killing me. I've been out a few times, and it's winding me off the clock. Hopefully, 21st of June, we'll be back to back to normal and queuing at the bar instead. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. What's your highlight this week, Devin? My highlight. Um, well. I won't say United losing is a highlight for me, Pete. I don't want to rub salt in your wounds. Um, Thank you. But even though I'm a huge football fan, one of my highlights of the week is actually the season ending. And the reason for that is being a Spurs fan who has just been, become a bit of a laughing stock of late. So, yeah, gl- glad the season's over. Another highlight of the week for me is um, Meme Stock, the sequel. And, and Adam, Adam will probably chuckle as we talk about this because me and him have been conversing over this particular subject. Um well, you may or may not have heard about meme stock, um, but it's essentially a lot of people on Reddit forums 
who have been sticking it to the man or big big hedge funds that like to bet against businesses. And these Redditors seem to have been focusing on ailing US retail and leisure companies and AMC Cinemas is their next investment focus. I think it's about 150% gains this week already. And I've, I've got one of my colleagues actually slacking me as I'm doing this podcast telling me it's 33% up today. Um, so it's, um, it's, it's a very intriguing story. Who knows where it's going to end? Um, but yeah, I'm enjoying meme stock, the sequel. How about you, Adam? What's your highlight been this week? Yeah, same, same as Damon, really. I've been, uh, yeah, keeping a keen eye on, uh, you know, what's going on with AMC and, uh, just really, um, you know, what, what a crazy world we live in to see, um, you know, consumers taking power back in a, in a market like finance, uh, I think we need a bit of a disclaimer to say this this podcast doesn't generate um, investment advice. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, and another highlight: um, I've decided not to be an anti-vaxer and uh, gone and got my first vaccine. <laughs> Talking about money, there are sponsorship opportunities available for this podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyone listening out there? <laughs> We'll get into the main uh, content of the podcast then, and we're going to talk about um, data science and how data science can be used to make effective decisions in organizations. So I think it might be helpful to start with a bit of a um, definition. So data science seems to have been adopted into the lexicon over the last few years, and I think it means different things to different people. So it's perhaps useful for us to define what it means uh, in our world. So, so Damon, how, how would you define um, data science to start off with? Well, you're right. Data science has only really been used as a term maybe in the last five or 10 years. Um, and for me, it's a really broad area that covers covers a few things. Firstly, purist data science really is about the use of very traditional mathematical predictive and classification modeling, which has always been a major part of data analytics. Um, however, the explosion of data in recent years and the advancements in technology has meant that the opportunity to use maths and data science, if you will, on a massive data set and with very low latency has become limitless almost. Machine learning and AI, uh, which is basically just allowing a computer to build unsupervised mathematical models, have also become well-used terms that is on every major business's roadmap, and these form a very big part of the area of data science. It's much more than this, though, um, for me. It's also about creating data intelligence through analytics and BI, and it's about productionizing some of these very complex processes that can save humans time to do what they do best, which for me is is making commercially viable decisions based on the data and insight available to them at any point in time. Data science is a major enabler of effective decision making for any business. And when we talk about effective, effective decisions, we can talk about decisions around how do I optimize the operational areas of my business to minimize costs? How do I talk to my customers and create relevancy and engaging experiences to maximize conversion and loyalty? Or how do I create the right pricing strategy to be as competitive as possible without squeezing profit? Any business decision basically can be powered by data science. Okay, and that's a great, um, it's a great explanation. And sets the context for the discussion, really. Um, so a lot of the work that we do um, is around retail with retailers and consumer-focused brands. Um, and you guys have worked in the retail industry for some years now. And um, as with any industry, it has its own set of characteristics and ways of doing things. So, um, Tom, in your experience, how have retailers traditionally gone about making decisions? In different ways, really. Um, but 
amazingly, even in a world where everyone says that data is used a lot, a lot more than it used to be, a lot of it still comes down to gut feel. Um, and I think I say gut feel, I probably more mean experience, retail, um, experienced retailers making experienced decisions as to what they need to do on that. And once you get beyond that, you get into data-driven insights that which inform decisions. So should we put a new customer proposition in place? Should we charge a different amount for delivery? And those things are often tested out, so through research uh, with customers and, and things like that. Or simple benchmarks to market data. Have I got the right range of uh, women's wear within, within my um uh, range hierarchy at the minute and again benchmarking against competitors am i growing ahead of the market am i growing behind it um, and how many products do i have in my range compared to similar retailers that i want to be competing against and that's probably that centralized insight function is, is is a way in which they drive out those decisions and support that but it's still done at a fairly macro level getting into that real data science driven decision making around um I don't know, let's stick with range, but like what, what my range should be is, is less prevalent as far as we see it. And a lot of retailers say that they put customer at the heart of their decision making, but we, we rarely see that. And we often see traders making product decisions based on their negotiations, their buying patterns, their benchmarks, again, to competitors. Ops making decisions around costs. How can we cut costs out um, of the supply chain and make our operations cheaper? And then that affects the customer, but it's rarely joined up with customer decisions, which often sit in a customer function or with marketing who own that customer experience and trying to do those things there. So there's definitely siloed decision making as well between different parts of the organization where I think data can have a real strong role in joining those together and helping them do that. But I think they're probably the three areas that I see it in terms of how retailers and consumer facing businesses are making decisions and how the different structures within those organizations still operate a little bit separately. Okay and so data science has been around for a little while uh, now but I get the distinct impression that um, companies vary in how well and how widely they've adopted it um, f- to, to be able to drive decision making. So Damon how, what, what, what have you found in, in that respect? Yeah, well, I think data science or or data intelligence is now probably probably on every business road roadmap. To be honest, regardless of how big their data is, because that that doesn't really matter. But you're right; there are companies that have completely structured their business around data science functions. The likes of Facebook, Spotify, Netflix, and some retailers such as Farfetch, Thread, and, and ASOS are relying heavily on data led decision making. However. There are still many, many businesses that are only just getting started with using data at the heart of everything they do. And it's a very ta- a very daunting task to any business that hasn't been fundamentally set up this way or had a data mindset in the past. Um, you know, there are many great business leaders out there that still rely on their domain expertise and knowledge of the past to make decisions for the future. But things are changing rapidly. And the only way to protect yourself as a business going forward is to use your greatest assets, which are basically your customers and your data. Um, and I, I guess some companies have struggled more than others to adopt data science and, and, and use that for decision making. Um, and there could be a multitude of reasons that they've um, struggled for. Um, what, where do you think they've struggled the most, Adam? So so I think um, 
strategically is probably the answer. Um, so as Damon says, there's lots of um, the front running businesses now championing data science uh, as kind of the heart of their business and decision making. So every business now knows they need to adopt a more data driven decision making process. Uh, but I think the problem lies in um, a lot of companies didn't have a strategy around that. Uh, a lot of companies went down the route of uh, producing lots and lots of BI, and BI is great. Um, but if it's not if it's not grounded in terms of the strategy of the business, uh, then it often doesn't give you the answers that that uh, are going to ultimately lead to to success. So in terms of strategy, what I mean is, you know, where do you want where do you want to take your business? Um, what are the actions that you can make as a CEO, a CTO, all the way down, senior manager, any kind of decision maker? What are the actions that you can take that you know drive a better outcome? And then you need to map, well, what information do I need to be able to make those decisions in a, in a smarter way? Um, and if you map that out in a bit of a framework, you get an idea for where you've got gaps, where your current data that you've got can answer those questions, where the current data that you've got can probably answer those questions with some enhancements. So say uh, data science techniques to create forecasts or intelligent benchmarks or uh, comparison groups for the decision that you're trying to make, or where you need to get out and acquire um, new data sources or onboard um, third parties to actually um, help you make those decisions. Well, I think a lot of companies have have started on that data-driven journey, but they've they've forgotten the action piece, which is at the end of gathering all this data and producing bits of wonderful insight, I need to make a smarter decision. What is the one KPI that's going to help me make that decision? And ultimately, you need to be deciding um, what those KPIs are um, even before you're kicking off the project, uh, so you can you know really make that um, decision effectively. And and I think that's why quite a few companies aren't seeing the value of um, the BI they've created and, you know, onboarding a data science team without a huge amount of focus to actually drive those commercial results. On that as well, Adam, culture is a key thing that I would add. And um, I see it regularly with um, people that we work with and um, within the industry, which is there's a small resistance to data-driven decisions within different areas of the business so we talk about trading um and a lot of buyers will will tell you that there's an art to their job that only they know and, and they can do and and that's true um predicting fashion trends for two three seasons out is, is a difficult task and it's a difficult task for data but helping a trading function buying and merchandising make better pricing decisions in the moment in season trading data can help and the challenge is that when data sits in a centralized data science function, trading feel like they're being done to. You're telling me what to do and how to trade my range. I know how to trade my range. And one of the things that needs to happen for me is the data science capability needs to sit within the people making the decisions and it needs to help them and empower them, not feel like it's replacing them. So in that instance, you talked about actions. If I come to my desk as a, as a trader in the morning and a machine has recommended 10 products that I should prioritize my focus on, whether it's go to a supplier and negotiate with them um, because my margin's out of whack compared to other products within the range, 
or whether it's conversions low on the website and my price index is also low. Therefore, do I need to make a pricing decision in that day? That will help them. They can still make the call as to what's the right negotiation strategy, what the right price is, but helping them focus on those 10 products that are really going to make the difference as opposed to traders who are often looking after thousands of products. You can't, you can't individually go through all of those lines um, and effectively make a decision. And I think that we talk a lot about art and science, the art of trading, but data and machines helping the, the buyer and the trader and the merchandiser focus where they make those decisions is a great example of um, data science and where it's effective. And that relies on putting data science in the hands of the end users, not in a specialist data, centralized data team who are there kind of pushing it out. I think it has to be embedded in process. Yeah, I think you're right, Tom. So creating that that decision framework almost, what, what decisions can I affect? Getting that culturally embedded, hugely important. Um, and, you know, some of those uh, actions and decisions will be data-led uh, and some will be, like you say, um, machine and algorithm-led uh, and, and great. And some won't be. Some will be left on gut feel. But I think um, a, a successful organization will map that out and, and look at the areas where that's still acceptable to make. And then everyone's clear about what decisions they're empowered to make personally and how that ladders up to the overall plan. Yeah, I think the whole kind of hiring and creating a team is, is you know, to centre around data science and analytics is, is such a huge decision. It can be a, a big expensive decision for business to to go away and suddenly employ, you know, tens or hundreds of data scientists. It can be very expensive, but it's also a decision around whether you're going to get what you need from that and the value from that if you outsource it to businesses. And I think what we always see is within your business, you should have functional experts, you should have domain experts and industry experts that know your products, know your customers, know what you're doing as a business, and go and seek specific expertise around specific areas, you know, data science being one of them, potentially from outside your organization, if it can help you focus on what you do best for it as a company. And I think that's a, a real big decision for a company to get right. And ultimately, it's a, it's a cultural one. Pro- as well. Probably something that's really underestimated is is the the support functions around a data science team. Um, I think, uh, like you say, a old school business leader who's um, doesn't really understand what what AI is is just expecting somebody to build T one thousand and it for to answer all of their business questions, um, but it has to be built on firm foundations. So um, I've seen quite a lot of uh, sort of noise about this in, in the industry right now, but really focusing on data engineering is, is the platform that sets your data scientists up for success as well. Um, so it's really investment, not only in data science, but in all of the areas that support um, that to be an effective platform as well. I think adding to the, the cultural piece, um, you know, a lot of organizations need to fundamentally change the way that they do business, really, which <clears throat> requires really strong leadership. Um, and if some business leaders have you know, been around for a long time, it's not that easy or that quick for them to change. You know, it's kind of stepping into the unknown um, to some degree. So I think it takes a, a very forward thinking and um, kind of um, business leaders with a with a growth mindset, really, who are willing to embrace these new ways of doing business and using data to inform their decisions and then to empower the right people within their organization to 
um, make sure that that data is used to power decisions right right across a business. And you know, I think that's actually a much bigger shift than than most people realise. Integration is key, isn't it? We we often see data science applications not reintegrated in the business. So IT needs to be very closely aligned and joined up with the data science functions within that structure. Um, and you've got to make sure that once capability is generated, it can be automated and integrated into the systems within the business. On, on AI, um, my mum, let's bring my mum into the podcast, always good. Um, I think she's featured in both of them now. So um, she, she often likes a little soapbox on the calls with them. And, and this week was Panorama. If anyone watched Panorama and, and AI and its influence in the world. And she said to me, do you know what, Tom? A computer was taught to play a game. Do you know one of those games where it just bats the ball against the blocks and it worked out how to cheat and nobody told it? That's what's going to end the world. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I think we've got a while off yet, Mum, before before <laughs> the Pong the Pong AI bot is going to take over, but good one. <laughs> Okay, m- m- moving on. And next week we will have Mrs. Hill on the podcast. <laughs> um, so I-, I guess we get <laughs> we get into the meat of the topic now, and that's the actual decisions that data science can support. So um, we'll start off with you, Damon. Where do you think the greatest value can be delivered by uh, data science for decision making? Yeah, I mean, as I said before, literally every business decision should be powered and evidenced by data and insight, really. And it's actually quite hard to say where the greatest value will be delivered. Um, if I was to pick one, I'd say start with your customer. Um, without customers, you wouldn't have a business or, or need products or need a supply chain. So for me, this is the fundamental area that you should get right before everything else. Um, data science and, and customer go hand in hand, really, um, or hand in glove, as Peter loves to say. Um, but we won't go into that one. But understanding the deep relationships between your customers and your products is is fundamental to understanding your customer needs and how best to fulfill them ultimately before a competitor does it better if you can keep customers returning for more and spreading the word then everything else will fall in place for me and at least any problems that it might create operationally will be nice problems to have okay tom any builds from you on that yeah i think what Damon said in terms of the customer, I think the, the place to start is product. And whatever you're offering to your customers, you've got to optimize that. But critically to Damon's point, with the customer at the heart of those decisions, I think using data science to combine, like simply now, transactional data, customer transactional data, and click data provides you with a real asset to do that, understanding how customers are engaging with the products that you've got. Uh, working out where there's duplication, where you don't need certain products, working out what products are absolutely critical to your loyal customers. And if you start there and you build your global range, whatever that is, whether it's hotels um, for travel companies, which hotels you should have, you shouldn't have into the next season, whether it's dresses, women's wear, fashion, which I always end up talking about. But uh, I think that product piece it is critical because once you get that right, everything flows through. You've got a more effective supply chain, a more efficient supply chain as a result of getting that range right. You can merchandise that range to the right customers um, with, with those principles. So putting the right products in front of the right people. Um, that can be done at a sort of a, um, a local level. So in a store, what range should a store have to serve the customers within its catchment area? You can do that at a more granular level, so based on a customer segment on a website. 
um, where you're talking about segments of thousands of customers. And then even down to the, ob- the obvious one-to-one personalization, the principles are there. But ultimately, that, that global range, that global product, and making sure that's customer-centric, I think data science has got a really big role to play within that. And then beyond that, because I've started to talk about a few of the use cases, I, I think wh- where it can support is where the use cases are quite constrained. It's been really successful in examples like web personalization where all you need to do um, is, is capture in-session data and start to personalize that, that website experience. Uh, other ones around automatic um, stock replenishment and ordering is a real constrained use case and application of it. You need to know your stock levels. You need to know your current demand levels. And once you know those two things, you can, in essence, get a computer to predict uh, when the stock's going to run out and when you need to order more of it. And same for dynamic pricing, again, another really good example of where data science can be deployed effectively. So uh, looking at yield curves and thinking about how to price a hotel for a holiday. Uh, but then also that's that's a real interesting topic and area where you've, you've got real considerations around the ethics of pricing and what's the right thing to do. I think you can't just deploy data science models um, to dynamically price products without realizing the impact of that. And the, I think uh, airlines get criticized for that quite a lot where they start ramping up prices uh, based on demand or based on your interest in a specific flight and, and if they know that you've you've looked at it a few times. So there's, there's lots of really good examples, but all of those come down to two things. And basically is, is that is how do I better manage my operations and my cost line? And how do I engage customers and make our proposition more interesting to them? And they, that's when we talk about data. It's, it's got to do one of those two things in the application. Okay, yeah, I think there's some good use cases there, really, really strong. And, and Adam, are there any others that you would add? I'd echo the points the points made. Um, you know, optimization problems, essentially, as Tom was talking to there, are a really big opportunity. There's, there's something that a human mind can't can't really grasp when there's too many constraints and think, you know, too much balancing going on so it's, it's a great example um and and broadly yeah i'd agree to that there's, there's some quite simple ways of thinking about it so one being planning so a, a planned business uh is going to be much more successful so operations and you know stock levels is is a great one so the the obvious techniques to use there are sort of forecasting techniques to help you project into the future and measure yourself against against those obviously any kind of forecasting as well will help you with um the kind of target setting framework that we talked about or we talked about a decision making framework but the the natural extension of that is a target setting framework to say here's here's the actions that you're empowered to make make good ones and i'll i'll set your targets to remove the one kpi that um that action is associated with and, and move it to a, a positive place. And you as an individual will be measured against that. So forecasting, again, it's great for things like setting intelligent targets, be that a sales rep or a store sales or number of leads generated from, you know, advertising, et cetera, all, all that kind of stuff can be can be measured that way. Uh, so that, that's kind of planning. That's, that's obviously a major function. Uh, and then I guess spending as well. So uh, I mean that in two ways. So spending your cash flow as a business in terms of prioritization. And that's really where insight comes in. So there'll be lots and lots of good projects that 
um, any business can get involved with. Um, but it's but it's how do you assess those and and how do you know which are going to give you the most um, you know return on investment in terms of your business. And data science can actually help you with the prioritization of, of that through, you know, models, simulations, et cetera, um, to help, you know, maybe the C-suite make the smartest decisions and back the, the things with the most potential to, to move the dial in, in the overall business. Um, and then the, se- the second yeah, link to that is um, spending your time, how to spend it wisely at any level of an organization, how um, data can help you really focus on the actual areas that are gonna gonna really matter. It's interesting linking that to um, factories. If you think about data science now, it's it's almost the automating of factories twenty years ago, where humans were doing repetitive tasks. Um, and I can't remember who it was, but like a print house that we went to basically said, if I see a human doing the same thing over and over, I get the team to build a machine to do it because they shouldn't be doing that. They should be focused on. Uh, ensuring that we're that we're doing what we need to do and we're serving our customers. I think data science does that today for um, for decisions and 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 decisioning within within business, and it, and it does that. So I think wherever there's a repetitive task, if a person is doing that and spending their time doing the same repetitive task over and over, that's a great place for data science to come in and um, and support them. It's a good analogy, actually, Tom. Obviously, the that that kind of paradigm is, um, you know, using things like um, Lean and Six Sigma to reduce wastage. Um, that that was the, you know, you were creating a product. How can I get the the wastage of that process down? I think the biggest wastage in the information age is actually doing the wrong thing. Uh, you know, backing the wrong project. So I think that's a, a super strength of data science to understand what's what's really going to move the dial for your customers or your product line or your marketing and back that one and and cut down on that wastage which is yeah back in the wrong product project okay so i mean there's quite a few use cases that we've talked about there and there's all sorts of decisions that a company could make and i think we touched on prioritization a little bit but um tom would you add anything else on how companies should prioritize what you know where they start and what decisions they should use data science to attack? Uh, in terms of prioritization, I think it comes down to two things, and it's really simple. Don't, don't overthink this. It comes down to, is this going to save me money? So by applying this data science technique, are we going to save money? How are we going to cut costs out of the business? And the key thing is it, that shouldn't be at the detriment of, it, of customer experience. If you're leveraging data to do something and to cut costs out, it should enhance the customer experience, which is the second part. And that is what's the use case um, which will make a material difference to our customers. It's important now to say what is the material difference we're making to our customers uh, to get a better experience. And that's it. And, And I see too many examples of it not being done. We're going to build a data lake in the cloud. Why? Because that's what we have to do now. Why? Because we want to put together our data. Why? There's no answer to that. You should start from what's the use case? What are we going to do differently as a business? Do we need our data in a cloud all knitted together? It may be that just putting two data sources together in a cloud environment answers a massive use case for the business and you can make progress. And I see a lot of data science services being hamstrung by massive IT infrastructure projects that never get delivered. Uh, no criticism to any IT person listening, but um, 
but not but trying to do too much without focusing on what's the difference it's making to the business so for me i think it's quite simply on prioritization what's the use case and what's the user story um i.e what's going to change for a person as a result of doing this and then does it save me money as a business and does it improve my customer experience and that's it it's no more complicated than that you can you go back to the customers as well. Ask the customers. Ask them to tell you what are the biggest impacts on their loyalty, on their experience, on whether they like you as a brand, on whether they're going to switch to another brand. Ask those guys and use the data that you collect from that. Implement data science. You know, Build driver models. Tell you this is the single biggest impact that's going to have on your customer if you don't get it right. This is where you're losing to competitors and that, that should be your prioritization list. You're using data science to tell you where to make bigger decisions with data science. It's, um, it, you know, it's quite useful. There's a strong theme coming through this podcast um, of focusing on customers initially and, and making sure that anything you do delivers values to customers. That's the, the, the um, imperative really in business. So I agree with that. Um, so Adam, for companies who are at the beginning of their journey of using data science to power decision making, how can they get started? You know, what, what kind of roles, skills, um, culture and processes do they need in place and, and how can they track progress against their goals? Yeah, so ju- just to reiterate some of the stuff we talked about there, I think I think some of the pitfalls are let's get some data scientists and, and see what happens. Um, so avoid that at all costs. It's um, let's let's look at how um, the business currently makes decisions. What um, are the most impactful um, projects to be doing? And as Damon says, if you don't know, that, that should be the first project to establish those things uh, and really get in touch with how uh, the people on the ground make make decisions um, uh, and embed the analytics within that. Um, so it, it's often that a data science team would sit in a separate function because of the specialist skills required to, to uh, you know, undertake these activities. Um, but it's really imperative that it doesn't stay in a, in a separate function that those that those individuals and, and that team get out into the business and really understand their stakeholders and how they make decisions. So ultimately, anything they do create, any any of these data science projects need to be embedded in the workflow of, of uh, those individuals and, and empower them to make smarter decisions. They need to be well understood. They obviously don't need to know the, you know, the ins and outs of the techniques that have been um, created to to empower them with that decision-making capability but they need to know the limitations and the guidelines and all that kind of stuff um, to, to start getting the data science function and, and wider business functions working in a in a bit of harmony so I, th- I think a lot of that is around the the, the culture um, and in terms of skills I think the the ambition sometimes is to shoot too high you know get the team, the data science team, trying to build a neural net because you know that's that's the latest latest thing out there. Let, let's do some reinforcement learning. It's it sounds cool. That's bound to answer our problem. When actually a lot of the stuff um, we do on a daily basis is taking it right back to the simplest technique and and getting the answers that you need using the most simple method. Often um, the speed to insight is a is a lot better. The user adoption is is better. So you know, start by focusing on the, the skills at, at the kind of technically lower end, you know, get comfortable with SQL, you know, 
deliver res results in uh, Excel. There's, there's there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, but then, yeah, start start the team off on that journey of uh, learning the data science, programming languages, learning cloud computing, and and bringing that all together. But don't shoot too high um, initially. And then, uh, yeah, I think you raised a good point around tracking tracking progress. I think all of the projects and initiatives should be treated as as experiments. So in the same way that a, a startup needs to experiment and, and innovate really quickly, that, that to me is how data science should work. Get a really good idea uh, of whether your initiative idea has legs and whether it's going to produce that, that um, business value and, and fail fast. Uh, and, and don't be too concerned about canning projects that aren't really going to have that ROI for you. It just you know iterate and move on to the the, the things that are going to actually actually deliver. So yeah, quite a lot around culture, uh, a bit around skills, and 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 a lot around um, the the speed of iteration and, and getting through that overall process. I think is a you know great place to start for um, new newly forming data science teams. Fantastic. I think that's a great place to, to wrap up um, and, you know, real food for thought for anyone looking to get started with data science or who are already established but want to take it to the next level using data science uh, to power their business decisions. So thanks, as always, guys, for some expert input. Um, and we look forward to talking more about this and related subjects in the future. So thanks very much. Thanks, Peter. Thanks, Pete. Thanks, Pete.